Welcome to the Small Business Edge Podcast with Brian Moran. Now, here's your host, Brian Moran. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Small Business Edge Podcast. Our guest today is Kevin Warren, Executive Vice President, Chief Marketing Officer at UPS. Today, Kevin and I will discuss the obstacles and opportunities that he sees for small business owners in 2023, as well as specific UPS programs designed to help small businesses run better, more productive companies this year and beyond. With that, I want to welcome to the Small Business Edge podcast, Kevin Warren. Thank you, Brian. Great to be here. I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, this is going to be great. You know, I've had a, a lot of respect from you. I met you uh, when, when you were at Xerox and liked you right from the get-go because it was, you were talking, the first thing we started talking about was college basketball. <laughs> Yeah, I remember that conversation. And uh, I've been on the short end of those uh, college basketball discussions. And we even, if I recall correctly, we went to a, a game in D.C. together. We did. We went to the Georgetown Marquette game. Mm-hmm. And that was good. <laughs> yeah, good, good. Good for you. Yes, I recall. <laughs> yes. Well, it might be a little different next year. I don't know. I don't Hope know. So. Things are looking good. I, I'd love to start off by talking about, so you joined... Uh, UPS as CMO in 2018. And that was after a, a, a 30 plus year career at Xerox. And when I read this in an article, it surprised me, but it didn't surprise me. It said that you were only the second outsider in the company's 116 year history to join at the C-suite level. So my first question is, what did that mean to you coming in? And what did that tell you about UPS? Well, you know, so that was actually five years ago, June 1st. I just I just got my plaque from the CEO of my, my fifth year anniversary. So time does fly when you're working hard. I'll put it that way. OK. Um, so, look, as you stated, um, I started at Xerox uh, my senior year in college and, and grew up in a company and fell in love with the company and uh, knew, you know, knew the company like the back of my hand. I knew the business model. I knew the competitors. Um, I knew the, the culture. Um, I knew the talent. Um, I just knew how it, how it ran. And, and then it was really kind of a good fit for me over the decades. And when it was time for me to then write my next chapter, you know, I was looking at a couple of different scenarios. One was I going to go run my own company. That was an option, smaller company. Uh, or secondly, could I go on a bigger, lot bigger stage and make an impact on a company that I thought aligned with my my values? And I, obviously, I picked the latter, um, and that was UPS. And UPS, uh, yeah, you mentioned we'll celebrate 116 years uh, uh, this August 28th. Uh, 550,000 employees, $100 billion in revenue, doing business in 220 countries and territories, iconic um, brand. Everybody knows the Brown, um, is UPS. Um, so I saw it as, uh, I saw it as a great place for me to, to kind of do my next chapter. And you mentioned the second outside hire to C-suite, also the first from outside the industry. So the board at that time had encouraged, uh, the management to look at, you know, to do something different. All the other leaders had grown up inside the company a proud heritage of promote from within. Mm -hmm. uh, so when I looked around the C-suite, you know, you know, these colleagues had all driven package cars and um, your CEO at the time had been there 45 years and started off as a package handler and then got promoted to driving a package car. 
Salvo's, they looked at me kind of differently. Yeah, so, okay, this guy, he's looking different, talking differently, dressed differently, thinking differently. Where do we get this guy from? He can't even drive a package car. He can't be, but so good. Well, and, um, <laughs> well I, yeah, I, I think, uh, yeah, I, I think the perception has, has shifted a little bit uh, there, Brian. But uh, I saw it as an opportunity. You know, Xerox, we had tons of competitors, mm -hmm. right? You know, the uh, we had to really have kind of sharp elbows. And if you look at uh, the logistics industry, it was really only a few small, few competitors who kind of looked the same. And so we, you know, I thought that some of the commercial expertise and the marketing expertise and the competitive uh, knowledge that we, you know, and the, and the other company we had to have to survive would be beneficial to UPS. Um, and it's been, you know, it's been a really good ride. It's been yeah. a really good ride. You know, you, you talk about your board and your CEO, Carol Tome. She's one of only uh, 6% of women CEOs represented in the S&P 500. Uh, your board is 31% ethnically diverse, and it's made up of 46% women. Now, that's impressive in a 116-year-old company. So, you know, as you go out and you talk to your customers and, you know, you talk to them about our company looks like your community and your companies, right? You know, it's ethnically diverse. It's an, it's certainly impressive when you compare yourself to other companies. So what are those numbers and how important are they to you when you're talking to UPS customers? So look, you know, we, you know, we, we believe in diversity, equity, inclusion. Mm -hmm. um, and by the way, that, that can be a buzzword that a lot of companies use right now yeah. and for me it's about the audio and the video being aligned so you know what you say and what you do has to be really important so now, let me tell you a story about this so a lot of people will will kind of perceive okay so you've got you know you've got you know a lot of women on the board you've got minority males on the board you must have lowered your standards to be able to kind of get that diversity so, you know, what we did last year was, I think it was pretty cool. So Carol did one first where she facilitated a, a conversation with the female board of directors and really kind of unveiled their background, their journey, their accomplishments. And not only are they women directors, they are outstanding business people who've uh, accomplished a lot, who have a broad set of experiences. Um, and then I did something similar. Uh, we have three African-American uh, male uh, board members. I did something similar later in the year, this, this past November, and really kind of introduced each one of them and their backgrounds and how they got there and, and just their accomplishments. And it became really evident, two things. One, we want to kind of demystify what a board member does. And secondly, after both those interviews, it was less of the story of their diversity and more of the story of their accomplishments yeah. and how they're fantastic leaders and thought leaders and great assets for the company who happen to be, who happen to be diverse. Yeah. Yeah. It's like an all-star lineup. It's, it's like having, you know, Mariano Rivera and Magic Johnson. <laughs> <on your team. laughs> there you go. Touche. Touche. There you go. Um, so, as I as I did my homework on on for this podcast, I started reading articles about you and about your management style and your leadership style, which I think will, will equate very nicely to a lot of the things that we talk to our business owner listeners about. So, 
Um, I, I want to read you just an excerpt from one of the articles, and this is from a former colleague at Xerox. So I, whenever I do this, it's always like, uh-oh, which way is this going to go? <laughs> but he said, people use this. This is what somebody said about you. People use this cliche all the time. But Kevin was a servant leader who didn't mind rolling up his sleeves and getting his hands dirty when needed. He was the North Star that I followed because I aspired to be him. I would hope that one day people will talk about me and, and they'd say the same thing. Now. Wow. Yeah. Now, in, in, a, in a separate article, here's what somebody at UPS had to say about you. People get behind Kevin because if you're invested in what he believes in as a leader and the things he stands for, he will support you. He builds trust and he extends trust. Now, leadership is, is always a big topic for business owners, right? It helps create that company culture that that will bring in and will retain the best employees. It's kind of like the secret sauce that business owners use to, to attract the Mariano Rivera's and the Magic Johnson's to their team, right? Um, so I guess my question is your leadership style, were you born with that or is that like, and, and you watched it evolve or is it something you feel like you've worked on over the course of your career, maybe learned it from mentors and, and other leaders? So it would it would be D, all of the above. Right? <laughs> I, I think, look, I was, I think there was certain, kind of certain DNA. My mom was a school teacher. My dad worked for the local government and then drove a, a cab, a taxi cab part-time to, you know, to make sure there was food on the table with my three older sisters and myself. And um, it was just really kind of good values mm -hmm. um, that I was fortunate enough um, to, to be exposed to. And then, um, you know, I, I had fantastic role models um, at Xerox. And then I studied. I was almost um, maniacal in studying different leaders and leadership styles. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, taking you know, 360 evaluations uh, to understand what my strengths and weaknesses are, how I can lean into my strengths and then kind of clean up my weaknesses. So there was a science, there was a work ethic around optimizing, you know, what may have been some 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 basic strengths and talents. Now, as far as style, this is how I would describe my leadership style. And you, you mentioned in, in one of the, uh, uh, you're looking at me in my office and I've got uh, a jersey of Mariana Rivera, uh, who we did a uh, a webinar with for SM, for small and medium sized businesses, and then next to it is a signed jersey from Magic Johnson, who did one as well. I'll go Magic, and so Magic's position, as we all know, and we're going to talk a little sports, mm -hmm. uh, was a point guard, and arguably, you know, the best point guard ever. Mm -hmm. And you know, me being five foot nine, I played basketball in high school. Uh, I wasn't going to be a center or a power forward. So point guard was my position and I love playing the point guard position. So you think about what a point guard does, right? First of all, he has to kind of set up the offense. He or she has to set up the offense, set the table, call the play. Uh, it's not about them. It's about putting other people in position so they can exceed. It is about being the coach on the field. It's about knowing who to give the ball when, and also when you need to take the shot yourself. Mm -hmm. And so it's really about distributing. And it's not about you. It's about the team. It's about winning. Now, you know, the, the, the crazy thing about it is when you do that really well, it's like Magic Johnson, you end up winning. 
Mm. And people like playing with you, you know, and you attract that talent, everybody, you know, so that's kind of been my leadership style. I, you know, I, I got to the point, you know, a long time ago, I don't worry about the credit. I worry about winning. And when you win, you know, the credit ends up finding a way to kind of, kind of get to you anyway. So. Yeah, sure. Sure. Um, you know, what you talk about there is something that business owners do struggle with a lot and whether it's on purpose or accidental, and that is empowering other people. You know, a business owner, you can direct other people, put them in position, but eventually you need to throw them the basketball and, and let them do their work. That's really hard for a lot of businesses, that that idea of um, giving them the responsibility, because in the end, it's it's your business, it's your sweat equity, it's your dollars on the line. And so for a lot of business owners, they feel like they are the ones that just need to score time and time again. Yeah. And, and this is the irony, right? When you give others the ball, you might find out they can actually shoot better than you. <laughs> there are a lot of people who can shoot better than me. Well, huh? there you go. There yeah. you go. But by the way, if you give them the ball, you know, that as if they never get the ball, then you never find that out. Yeah. Right. You know, so, yeah. So for for for, for business leaders, particularly as your business starts to grow or it becomes more complex, you can't do it all. Yeah. It will be a limiter or a governor on your growth if you try to take too much on on yourself. So you have to trust your team. You have to build the right team. You have to put them in a position. And then there are times in which you have to take the shot and know when to do that as well. Yeah. Or as we like to say in our world, you know, sometimes it's it's you that runs through the wall first. Yes. Tell them how to do it. And then they yes. do it. And then you're all set. And by the way, you would tower over Spud Webb. <laughs> yeah, but my vertical wasn't as quite as, as high as his. So. I, I just say there's a precedent. There's a precedent of guys under six feet. Who did, and he's Atlanta. So yeah, it's Atlanta with a with a 42 inch vertical. That, that's where I, I fell down <laughs> on, on, on that comparison. <laughs> hey, I, I've fallen 42 inches down. <laughs> all right, let, let me switch a little bit to small business now because I know how much you love working with small businesses and identifying with them and helping them to realize their dreams, which is what I love about the work that you do. So when you got there, you made it a priority, you said, to connect with SMB customers and get their views on UPS. And when you did, their responses made you realize that, okay, we have a little bit of work to do in serving the customers, especially in underrepresented areas. So first, kudos to you for taking the time to actually connect with business owners. And second, and more importantly, thank you for acting on the feedback that you receive. I can't tell you, I've been doing this for 30, almost 34 years now. And I can tell you that a lot of times companies will dip their toe into that SMB pool. And, you know, kind of like when, when things are too hot and heavy at the enterprise level, or they want to create an enterprise light version of something that they'll, they'll, they'll dip into the, the SMB pool. But I've never, I've always seen UPS as kind of one of the, you know, standards for, for, you know, for as long as I can remember the standards of, of doing the work that needed to be done in the SMB space. And I think you've taken it to that next level now. So. On behalf of all of the small businesses out there, you know, thank you. But in the five years you've been there, what have been some of the, let's say, biggest surprises that you found in working with business owners? So, look, you know, SMBs are the backbone of any economy. 
right? Mm-hmm. That's where the jobs are. And, you know, it's just the right thing to do to really do all you can to celebrate and support the entrepreneur and the small business owner. Now, from our standpoint, when I got here five years ago, it took me all of about a day and a half. I had a lot to learn, but it only took me about a day and a half to realize that the SMB, the small and medium sized business customer, um, was the most valuable customer we had because they needed us the most. Mm-hmm. They, they needed our expertise. They didn't have uh, distributed warehouses close to the customer. They needed our reliability. They needed our speed. They needed our know-how as to how to kind of manage supply chain, et cetera. And because of that, they paid for that. So it was the most profitable segment in the industry. Mm-hmm. And it was also a segment, Ryan, in which we were losing share to our competitors. And so I'm like, okay, this, this doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Right? We need to kind of lean in for a whole host of reasons I just kind of talked about. And so what we did was we went out and we hired a, a third-party company because we, we didn't want any bias to go talk to interview, live interview, uh, 800 SMBs mm-hmm. and said, okay, tell us about what you think about UPS and what would it take for you to do more business with them? And, you know, we found some things. So there were some themes that we got. You know, one was we think you guys are focused more on the large customers than us. Mm-hmm. We don't think you you see us. And oh, by the way, you know, from a brand standpoint, we give you very high scores on trust, reliability and integrity, which is really kind of a halo effect we get from our drivers. They're not contract employees like our competitors. They are UPS union teamster drivers who've been been in their job for years and know the names of the customers the customer's children and sometimes even the customer's pets so they love the driver so we get that benefit yeah. when we start asking questions about okay all right so we get to trust what about momentum questions um is this a company that you perceive is on its way up is this a company that's agile innovative digital cool and we didn't like the answers we got on that. And then we also asked, is this a company uh, that believes in diversity, equity, inclusion, and believes in um, the environment and, and being committed to the communities? And we didn't really like that as well. And then we did a persona exercise. And we said, okay, if we were standing at a bar, what would we be wearing? And what would we be drinking? And... I tell you what, one, one SMB customer came back and said, well, you'd probably be a guy. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, probably with a flannel shirt, <laughs> drinking a scotch, maybe with a comb over. <laughs> so now, 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 there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. We are a lot more than that. And you look at the SMB customers who are, you know, a lot of them are, you know, they're, they're, they're younger. They skew younger. They skew women-owned, they skew diverse, they skew international, and there's a mismatch between that persona yeah. and these entrepreneurs who are rocking and rolling and grinding and making things different. So we knew, as you said, we had some work to do, and we, you know, we changed our whole. Uh, we came up with a new, um, uh, a new marketing kind of go to market. We leaned in to really kind of show who we really are, mm. uh, and that is really a company. Um, that does represent the community in which we do business with, and particularly small and medium-sized businesses. So are you happy where you are five years in? 
Yeah. So, so yes, you know, our brand relevance, we measure that. Um, and we went basically from worst to first versus our competitors wow. uh, for what we did. If you believe ad week and others, they will say we're the number one in our, our, um, in our category from a brand standpoint. Yeah. Um, and then finally, this is the biggest proof. Uh, well, actually second biggest proof. Second biggest proof is we gained 11 points of SMB share within three years. And then not so coincidentally, the price of the stock doubled. So, <laughs> so I would say, I say, you know, I was now, you know, still, you know, uh, this is not a success is not a destination. Neither is a failure. So we gotta, we gotta work like crazy because the competitors have noticed and we got to keep on up in our game. Yeah. But you do. So I'm going to, I read some, I read a thing that you're doing now, which I think is indicative of the kind of culture that you're creating, you know, that, that internal brand culture, which extends, you know, to your, the communities that you're serving. Um, and this year, so this is in 2023, you set up a partnership with IMG to recognize fashion designers from HBCUs, historically black colleges and universities, who want to be part of New York Fashion Week in September. And, and I'm look, I'm reading this. I'm like, what is UPS doing <laughs> at Fashion Week in New York? But you've, this is you recognizing business owners in, in, in the communities that they're in and the, the businesses that they work in. So you're, this competition, you're going to select three designers and you're going to award each of them $50,000 to put on their own fashion show. First of all, again, kudos to you because I love things like this. I love to see what kind of response you get to this and, and how inspiring these people are to do it. Uh, what gave you the inspiration to be part of this program? So this is going to be our third trip to New York Fashion Week. Uh, we did our, our maiden voyage um, September a year ago, and then we um, and we did something similar for um, for emerging black designers and partnered with a company called uh, In the Black. And what we allowed them to do is we picked three designers uh, to be able to put on a fashion show. It was a group fashion show. They wouldn't be able to afford it on their own. So we, we gave a donation and we allowed them to kind of show their wares. Um, and we also dropped. <laughs> so you mentioned, you know, the, the whole moment, momentum brand thing. We dropped a streetwear clothing line at New York Fashion Week with hoodies. And, um, and, and you know, when we did it, because we wanted to kind of show, hey, UPS is not what you think. And I didn't know if they were to say, hey, UPS, Kevin, stay in your lane. What are you doing? It was wildly successful. And then we did a follow-up um, in, in February of this year with uh, Angelo Bacche, Um, And we focused on Latinx designers. And we did a bodega, set up a bodega and did a similar sort of thing. And then the response was even higher. And we partnered with IMG on both of those. So this is kind of the third iteration. And, you know, our thinking is, hey, we want to show up in different places. Mm -hmm. So you can't put us in a box and say, hmm, UPS at New York Fashion Week. Wow, that's kind of cool. Oh, they dropped that gear. Oh, by the way, that's the gear I would want. We knew we had something when when people's children, you know, uh -huh. wanted to buy the stuff, you know. <laughs> um, and, and so this is an evolution of that. And, you know, what we found is, what we found is, um, we got an uplift from a brand equity relevance 
standpoint. The SMBs got a benefit because we leaned in and gave them um, some capital and gave them a platform they wouldn't have gotten on their own. And what we found is that moving goods and doing goods aren't at odds at one another. Actually, they can be synergistic. And so, you know, we had a hypothesis, which we're validating that says doing the right thing for customers and partners and doing the right thing for share owners, they aren't opposed to one another. There's not tension. You can actually do both when you do it the right way. All right. I'm going to go out on a limb here. And um, I'm going to I'm going to put a plug in for a woman who I had on a previous podcast. Her name is Judy Henderson. She's an African-American woman, probably about 65 years old, Oakland, California. And she started a company 20 years ago called Mannequin Madness. <laughs> so she was she is a she does stuff in her garden and whatnot. And, and she was looking for some mannequins and she found out that companies throw away all these mannequins and they go into landfills like the one in Oakland. And she said, you know, that hurts my community. She figured out a way to recycle them and send them to companies like retail stores and people using them for all sorts of reasons. She now has, I think it's something like half a million, half a million mannequins in storage that she ships all around the country. But uh, first of all, I love her. I, she is such a remarkable, fantastic woman. And she one of the things she said to me, which really hit home, was she said, you know, Brian, when I was growing up in Oakland, when when somebody said entrepreneur, I thought a young white kid who went to Stanford who was getting VC money. Like I never identified with that until I started running my business. So anyway, I'm putting that plug in there. Anybody from New York Fashion Week listening to this, <laughs> check out Judy Henderson. It's called nice. mannequinmadness.com. Cool. And I, and I love her. So there you go. Impressive. Um, so that's that's just one thing. I want to talk about the unstoppable campaign that you run, right? So again, kind of echoing in all the things we talk about with your commitment to SMB. You know, this is this is a, a site that offers, you know, like a suite of shipping tools and special discounts for small businesses. I love this campaign. I love what you're doing. So tell us, you know, what is the response been for business owners other than Brian Moran to be unstoppable? And have you through feedback, have you made any changes to it since you launched it? Yeah. So look, the 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 be unstoppable campaign. Uh, was really launched to to kind of celebrate um, the amazing spirit and grind that entrepreneurs have. And it wasn't about UPS being unstoppable. It was really like, if you partner with UPS, what can we do to leverage our assets to allow you, the SMB, to be unstoppable, to mm -hmm. punch above your weight? Um, and we're big believers in kind of leveling that playing field because, you know, and, and allowing David to 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 beat Goliath and knowing that it's normally not an issue on talent. It's normally not an issue uh, on the quality of the product or the offering, um, but it may be access to capital. It may be access to connections. It may be know how mentoring, et cetera. 
mm-hmm. that if we provide, it can really allow these small and medium-sized customers to be unstoppable. So we launched a campaign and it was, it had several layers. One was we had a webinar series, right? We talked about Mariana Rivera, but we did one with uh, Serena Williams. And we, and, and these aren't just celebrities. Right. These are celebrities who have fantastic businesses that they're building. Yeah. Uh, and, and so we did one with Serena uh, around black history month. A couple of years ago, we did one uh, with, uh, um, with Eva Longoria mm-hmm. um, and, and really kind of celebrate the Latina Latinx community. Um, we did one with Tan France on LGBTQ. And when we did these webinars, we gave practical advice. We leveraged these celebrities to give practical advice on how they built their business. And then we also allowed these small and mean-sized businesses uh, to, to reach out to us if they needed more information uh, or more coaching and counseling. And we did that. We would give a donation, uh, you know, to a, to a, a different group uh, to allow additional capital to these SMBs. And then we had artwork on our, um, on our express envelopes uh, and packages built, um, designed by a diverse designer with images that look like people, you know, diverse people who were getting it. And so it was like kind of a multi-play and it was really a big part of what really kind of improved our overall brand relevance and those brand metrics I talked about. Yeah. And, and I love all of that because you're highlighting it's again, it's not, you're not talking about UPS. It's what can UPS do for you? Yep. Right. It, and it's showcasing these artists and designers and business owners. Um, it's fantastic. Uh, we are kind of in the home stretch right now, which is unfortunate. <laughs> There's so much we haven't even tapped into the <laughs> aspects of our conversation. But um, before I go on, so the best place to get information for small business owners, UPS.com, be unstoppable. Is that it? Backslash? Yes, that, 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 that's right. UPS.com or, or, or about UPS.com. All right. About dot UPS dot com. Okay, fantastic. I'm going to put that in the resource uh, page and I'll, I'll put all of these other things that we talked about today in fantastic. the pages. Uh, you know, it, it really is fantastic with a lot of the work that you're doing. And for the business owners that are trying to look beyond just their local borders, right? Go beyond their town, their state, their region. You know, they want to ship to the other side of the country. They want to ship to the other side of the world. You know, it's so much easier today with yes. the right tools and the right partners than it's ever been. Absolutely. But speaking of that, you also oversee UPS Store, right? And and as well as the franchising opportunities. So part of your work is around this program. It's, I think it's called Diverse Ownership Program, where you help uh, drive minority franchise ownership. Right. And it's providing first time minority franchisees with discounts on their initial franchise and application fee. That's first of all, that's fantastic. Again, you know, you're walking the talk. Um, how has the response been to uh, the program? It's been overwhelmingly positive. Yeah. So, look, we, um, you know, on the heels of the George Floyd murder and everything, uh, we realized um, that the more small to medium sized businesses we can create, you know, the better for the country. 
Um, and in the case of the UPS store franchise opportunity, better for UPS. And I started asking the question, well, okay, what's what's the diversity representation uh, in our franchise owners within the stores? And I wasn't getting a lot of clear answers, Brian. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, the more, you know, one, one of the, the superpowers of the UPS stores is we've got, you know, we've got over 5,100 of them in the United States. And they're um, within 85% of them are within 10 miles of, of every household. So the reach really gives us power. And they are uh, almost a best friend for small and medium-sized businesses. They, they go there. They're kind of their go-to. So we said, okay, we'll cut. Let's, let's do a 50% off the initi initiation fee and started with African-Americans. And then we've kind of extended uh, to other uh, diverse demographics. And what we found was the first year we did it, I want to say we had about 20% of the of, of the applicants were represented by that. Now we're up to about 50%. Wow. wow. And so when you grow that pipeline, yeah, you know, that then you're growing the company, you're growing the franchise. So it's, we're getting better representation, but we're also extending our reach. So it's, again, it's a win-win, you know, moving goods and doing good. They go hand in hand. They don't pose one another. That's phenomenal. That really is. I mean, you've done such incredible work in the first five years. You, you, you can take the next five years. <laughs> I don't ahead. think so. <laughs> You're still ahead. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> wow. It really, no, it really is. You know what? I love, I love to see it because I talk to business owners every single day, all day. And I always say nobody works harder than you do for your job. So it's, it's, you know, the last three years have been a slog for yes. a lot of us just trying to navigate a pandemic coming out of it. Who knew that the recovery was going to be harder than the pandemic, <laughs> right? And, and then just trying to figure out what the new normal looks like. So when I talk to somebody like you who recognizes what business owners have gone through and say, hey, we're, we're on the same side of the table as you. Like we're we're sitting here with you, looking at the world from your perspective, and and we'll you know, not only will we ask you questions, but we'll listen and then we'll respond accordingly. Nothing, just so you know, nothing drives me crazier as a business owner, and I know I speak for all business owners here. That after I do business with a company and they send me a, a survey, mm -hmm. and I just I delete it. I, I say, you know what, you, and especially if I've had a bad experience, I said, because you're never going to read it. You're never going to read it. I'm not going to waste my time. And I know that a lot of businesses feel that way. So I think the hard work that you've done in the past five years have set yourself up, you and UPS up for a lot more like you, you're turning disengaged customers into engaged customers is the best way I can describe nice. it. And in our world, we turn we call that turning the ordinary into extraordinary. Nice. So congratulations. Well Thank done. You. Thank you. Thank you. Look, it was important for us, particularly after we we did those surveys and we did the persona exercise of the SMBs when they they instead of them saying, we don't know if we're a priority. We want them to say, hey, you know, we, we want them to know that we see them, we feel them, and we've got them. And we and we do. Yeah. And loyalty and trust are two of the most important 
benchmarks for business owners in doing business, right? They're loyal to a fault. I, I know I am. I know I've had the same cable operator for 30 years. <laughs> I should have gotten rid of them 20 years ago. <laughs> uh -huh. right? So either I'm lazy or I'm, I'm loyal to a fault. Sure. But loyalty and trust really do go a long, long way. So kudos to you for recognizing that. Kudos to you for the leadership style that you present, because I'm sure that's played a big part in it. And I'd love to have you back, uh, you know, sometime in, in the future, not too distant future, and, and talk more about the programs that you're doing and how they're succeeding and, and how small business owners can help you in the job that you do. Love it, Brian. I'd, I'd, I'd welcome that. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for the platform. I love talking about small to medium-sized businesses. Again, they are the backbone of our economy. And we know that the degree that we can help level the playing field, they'll take care of the rest. So terrific to be in this conversation with you. Absolutely. Thank you again. Kevin Warren, Executive Vice President, Chief Marketing Officer at UPS. And uh, it's it's been fantastic. And to my listeners, thank you so much. This is exactly the kind of conversation you asked for when we talked about, you know, big business advice for small business owners, we had, we had Kevin Warren in mind. So I hope you enjoyed the conversation. I hope you take a look at all the programs that we talked about today uh, at UPS. I'll put all of the links in the resources page and come back next week for another edition of the Small Business Edge podcast. Have a great day, everybody. You've been listening to the Small Business Edge podcast with Brian Moran. Please visit our website, smallbusinessedge.com, for a listing of future podcasts.